This our show, and we talk about everything, and we talk about everything. Royal Flex, the brand zone introspective insight right now. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. I am King Dev Dope. And this is Shannon with the shenanigans. And it's your girl, China. Mm-hmm. And we have a special guest on the show today. Mm-hmm. Please introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, everybody? Devon Horace with Horace Consultant. How's it going? All right, so you already know the first thing we do is our word of the show and our quarter of the show. Mm-hmm. So the quote of the show is, I believe that through knowledge and discipline, financial peace is possible for all of us by Dave Ramsey. And I actually have three words of the show because you can put them you can put them in a sentence Mm -hmm. to get financial freedom. So Mm -hmm. bagatelle, something of little value or importance, a trifle, penny worth, (laughs) a small quantity, and then torporific, causing sluggish inactivity or inertia. So, Dev, I'm going to actually have you use those three words in in a sentence or two sentences or whatever to um, actually describe how you can get out of financial debt and go towards financial freedom. Now oh, think, wow. about, think about that. <laughs> think about that. Not right okay. now because okay. we, we about to go to the off topic. So I don't want you to get cut off or anything. Nice. I need some time. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so there. it's <laughs> Bagatelle, Pennywise, Bagatelle, Perific. Bagatelle. All right. Cool. And it could be three different sentences. Okay. Because I was thinking. Torporific reminds me of the itis. The itis. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can become torporific when you got the itis. You know how they say if you you bag a female, you're pretty much fucking her? So bag a tail, you know, kiss and tell, bag a tail, you you tell him. Something of little value. I know this is off topic like I'm about to put on it, spot on it, but. Janet, okay. Siri, how? Oh, okay. Okay. Really? No. Already? 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 Back and tell. Back and tell. Really? Yo, yo, okay. you went the okay. whole episode last week without making he a got sex a, joke. He, but that's we're gonna on. pay for it on this show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so this releases on Christmas. So, Merry Christmas to all the people that celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Happy, Christmas. Holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And then tomorrow's Kwanzaa. So I want you every day yep. from. Yep. Tuesday, mm-hmm. the twenty sixth to the first. I want you to say Habargani. Habargani. And then, you know, look up the, the principles of Kwanzaa and actually um Abide by the way that you Abide. answer is <laughs> if I said Habargani to you, then you mm-hmm. answer the principle of the day. So the first day would be Umoja. So I would say Habargani and then you would say Umoja. Umoja. And then oh, you would nice, say nice. which means Umoja. That's what I'm saying. So next you would say which means and then and then you would say unity. And mm-hmm. then you can say, which means again, and then yeah. you can either define unity mm-hmm. under the context of Kwanzaa, or you can just have your own interpretation of what unity within our community means. Mm. Okay. So it'll be like, say a baragani. A baragani. Omoja. Excellence. I'm sorry. I no, no, no. You got to say bad. which means, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. <so laughs> it's, it's unity. <laughs> it's we just we <laughs> learned that five seconds ago. Um, he can't remember unity, but he remember bagging a girl <laughs> and she's a uh, little bag, to nothing what is something of little value or bag importance <laughs> all right so i wanted to, for this off topic i wanted to talk about um so are y'all familiar with the owner of the north carolina panthers putting the team up for sale yeah. oh yeah and yeah. then after the season yeah so diddy put went online went on twitter i think and he posted a video and basically was like let's make history um being the first gr- minority group to own a professional sports team mm-hmm. uh, in 
professional sport in the professional sports world and on some like newscast or whatever the case they was literally on there like dogging cooning like diddy like because he put um a video up they know of who him. he is who diddy do, do, do those people yeah they, I, have, to. they, have, they have, to. have to but but what they did was like they was commenting on the video in the sense that they was talking about how it looked like he was sp- smoking a blunt and drinking okay. and, and drinking basically and okay like, uh-huh. and like what do he do he they literally was like what do he do wait, like wait, where wait. do he get it, his money it, from? It, it's so fun, if you don't know it, what right. he do it's no i'm sorry go ahead i was just saying if you don't know what he does how can you oppose it that's a fact and then judge what he does you don't know why he does that but if right if yeah. the that owner, was insane by the way Exactly. I can't. I, I mean, they apologize, but still, that that don't like, apologize. I hate as that. As a news team, you should not be doing that. Or you, that was, yeah. But that's what's in their heart, so they can't not be themselves. You know, they shouldn't be in that position. Then, yeah, that should, that's, their, that's why fragility. How right many there. people are in yeah. positions to care about people and they don't? But I, I would yeah, rather. But it was a black guy who said it. Yeah. Said what? What was he like? It was a black guy who was saying, "Oh, he looks high. He like he was drinking a 40 and oh, was that really? It was a black guy. I didn't know that. He doesn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But they didn't have. Well, the the clip that I seen on Facebook, they didn't have like a picture of the person speaking on the phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that online, so I didn't know it was a black guy. But that goes into us being disconnected as a as a community. community. Like, regardless of if you're smoking a blunt or not, I, I would rather that than you. Touching and uh, using your position to assault women. Oh yeah. The thing is, you always know there's a there's always gonna be a white person in the group that's gonna be a coon. You know what I'm saying? There's always a white person in a group that's gonna do what they need to do to survive. Like you're just a coward. Like we don't. I don't even like. Or he was. I don't pay attention to their points. You know, like the girl who was talking about the whole Colin thing or um Omarosa. Like y'all just don't. If you ask me, you're just a white woman. Like you don't count. Like like you're. No, sorry. Yeah, but the it. guy who said the comments, he was black, and then they just issued uh, a few days ago. They issued a apology to Diddy on national TV, and basically saying like, "I was, I didn't mean this, and I didn't mean that." And I'm like, "Too late." You said it's, it's too like, why would you even do that in the first place? Right. So it, it was mm-hmm. the white, uh, white woman, and then it was the black guy. The black guy thought it'd be funny to be like oh he's that's how it 40. always is. he's high like what does he talk about then that's when the white lady continued and this is more so of a uh, once again more of a supremacy kind of thing like, yeah. uh, you know, like it's just she was like yeah what does he do anyway he right. doesn't do the news I he opened that. the door for her to walk <laughs> in and be prejudiced and she thought it was okay because she was being prejudiced with a, a fellow white man but little exactly you know, he it, can't well, come fellow, to the cookout yeah, so yeah, yeah. he don't count that, that yeah that's crazy i thought that was interesting but I also read that uh, Steph and Kaepernick want to get in on that bid. Yeah. Dilly was really saying, like, let's be the first to own a team. Completely own a team. Own a so team. it wasn't just like, I want it to just be me. He was like, yeah, anybody was a, come a in. People. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, he needs that now. He, he, that's black ownership. Now he needs let's to get buy the, the team. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I was kind of thinking, like, well, maybe they're going to try to jack the price up to something crazy high because now you know they know, they gonna do. A, you know, you know a black do. man trying to you get know it. You know what they're going to do. But if there's multiple. That's what I'm saying. Like I was like, there. throw throw Jay Z in there, throw throw all them people in there. Who did Beyonce owns a part of? Who? I don't I don't know who what she owns. No, she she, 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 she wants to own a part of uh uh the Texans, the okay. Houston Texan team. Okay. Oh yeah, Texas yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. She wants to own a part. Well, uh, I, I would rather she just go on to um North Carolina and buy that team. I I think so. I, 
I, wish I, I agree. I think I definitely think that uh, it is possible, but you have to remember people who own teams are multi-billionaires. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not. I know. They're not multi-millionaires. They're multi-billionaires, and just to I guess uh, manage a team in itself and just to pay off certain fines. I've read an article that that costs at least uh, $500 million just to take care of certain like fees and things like that. So, I mean, billionaire, I I believe we can do it. It would be a a great move on our part, or we should just start our own league. I still don't understand why we're doing that. I'm more so on that because if you, I said in, in one of the other shows too, if you start, if we start our own league and we take LeBron and all these other, all these players and take them out, the oh, leagues they that they in and drop them in our leagues and we mm-hmm. can we can use like uh we can rent our own spaces or use gyms that you know because they can build the uh the courts if we do that the nba the Bruh. nfl will Bruh. be no more it's, it's like it's like this all right name one white person with a shoe deal name one white person <laughs> with Kylie a shoe. Jenner. Oh. i'm talking about nba <laughs> name NBA. one white person with a shoe deal thank you so well, their business would be ruined the business would be well, ruined. that's a fact the business, come on now. I mean, if you talk about NFL, NBA, look, look, let us, Chris Rock, I think Chris Rock said it, but let the motherfuckers heat up the hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> we coming for you. We coming for you, boy. Okay. <laughs> On that note, that was a good segue to mm-hmm. into the um, dev superhero story. So please introduce yourself again to our audience, our viewers, our listeners. Well, not viewers, but our listeners. And um, mm-hmm. just tell your story of, uh, you know, how you got from Rochester and then on to the city and then eventually landed in You pretty Portland. much telling his story, God damn. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, so I'll just jump right into it. Once again, my name is Devon Horace, uh, CEO, founder of Horace Consulting. Uh, as you heard from Dev, uh, I am from Rochester, New York. I went to School of the Arts. School of the Shout Arts. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Um from Rochester, New York, I am from a single parent household, uh, one of eight children. So I have five sisters and two brothers and me. So that's eight. Um, let's, let's see, where can I start? Okay. So I'm going to start in high school because I don't want to go into middle school and all the other things, but high school, I was definitely like your C average student. I really didn't care. I'm one of those people who didn't like school, but I just wanted to pass and get it over with because I am a first-generation graduate. So I'm first-generation graduate for high school, first-generation graduate for college, and also um, advanced degree. So once I finished high school, you know, I had my ups and downs there. But one thing that I remember is that in high school, transitioning, excuse me, into college, they did not teach me how to learn. And learning is a skill. And it wasn't until I got to college where I noticed that, okay, hold on a second. I'm looking around. I see all these different students from all over the place. Uh, I went to college in New York City. I went to St. Joseph College in Brooklyn. So I see all these students surrounding me. And I'm like, wait, they're like reading, highlighting, taking notes, writing inside the actual book. Yeah. Like the learning curve was very different from where I came from. I'm not saying anything to <laughs> to school of the arts, but maybe we need to step up our curriculum. Oh, it's gotten uh, worse. Just, you know, just so to you be a little better. District, period. It's gotten worse. Oh, public no. school thing. Yeah, the district. I agree. So from there, um, I attended college, like I said before, in St. Joseph College. 
in Brooklyn. I actually went for the pre-med program. If I wanted to get into pre-med, I should have stayed home with my mom because I did not know what was going, what I was getting myself into. <laughs> um, so I actually was able to transition uh, in time to be able to get into psychology. Now, psychology, I felt that I'm a people's person. Uh, I can relate to people. I enjoy people, and I enjoy to learn about the psyche of someone or people. So I got into cognitive psychology and also human behavior. That was the focuses I majored in in psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, I was not too fond of school. So uh, college, I was like your, your 2.3.0, you know, 2.7, 3.0 student. I just got the work done and left because I had a full-time job. So I was a full-time student and I had a full-time job. So I was doing both of those because I had to survive in New York City. New York City yeah. is truly a dog eat dog. Like one day you could be in an apartment, literally in a few hours you could be on the street asking for a ticket to go home. So it is very it's very um challenging in New York City, Cut but through. it taught me so many things. Yeah. It taught me a lot of things. Uh I'm from Rochester and you have to survive there, but in New York City is like times five. And like everything is like enhanced in New York City. So in New York City, um, I graduated with my bachelor's in psychology, mm-hmm. and I wanted to advance my career. I've been working for Nike, uh, Nike Town, New York, in New York City, mm-hmm. and I feel like I hit a glass ceiling, or uh, it just wasn't, I was advancing very quickly because I knew the business world, and I knew what people wanted, and I could relate to people, so I wanted a change in atmosphere. So I said, hey, how do you go to Nike world headquarters uh nike whq and they're like well you just don't go they had to invite you out i was like well why and they're like well because people just don't go and i was like so i'm like so i can go Mm -hmm. but uh it it sounds uh (laughs) sounds real don't it yeah so i said but i can go but people just don't go because they basically don't want to pay for out of pocket right so I took the leap of faith myself, and I bought a ticket for to stay out there for a week. I bought my own plane ticket, took my own time off, and I paid for a hotel. So in Nike, uh, or at Nike, excuse me, I sat in a cafeteria, like their main cafeteria area, mm-hmm. from 8 to 5. And anybody I saw walk past that was from, uh, like, that visit New York City and saw me or spoke to me in New York City, I would chat with them. And from there, I had like one-on-one informationals and, you know, that leaded to me actually getting a job there at WHQ. So I graduated in May 2015. I flew out to Portland, uh, one-way ticket, June 1st, 2015. Mm. Mm. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Very, I was very determined to get in there. (laughs) And they said that it it doesn't, it doesn't happen because of the financial burden it is to get out there and then do all the stuff that you did? Well, they said it didn't happen because no one tried. Let's be real here. Uh, If if it's coming from upper management and they see a kid that uh, a very ambitious kid, they're like, well, Hey, like, you know, I have to control this in some kind of way. I can, some managers are like that. Others aren't. But in my situation, it was just like, okay, who do you think you are? Kind of thing. Mm. And I was like, well, I'll show you. I'll better. I'll just show you who I am. I can show you. That's that. That's a fact. Um. So, that was so. So you said you just packed it. You bought a one way ticket and then you packed your stuff up and you left. Yes. 
what was that process like? So I know you had to save money and, and all that stuff. Well, what was the process like? Well, you know what? Uh, so <laughs> I lived in New York City with my brother at the time. We lived in a 400-square-foot apartment in Brooklyn in the projects. It was called Vandeveer Projects. But now it's called Flatbush Gardens because, of course, it's gentrified. Mm -hmm. So we were living in that 400-square-foot uh, apartment, a little studio. And I just looked at him one night and I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here, man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I deserve better. You deserve better. And in order to have better, you have to go get it. You have to work for it. Right. So that process, I basically you know, donated a lot of my clothes, a lot of my shoes, packed what I felt that I needed. And I just got up and left. Now, with that, I definitely got into credit card debt. I definitely had some money saved up, but not a lot. And once again, that led me down to, you know, deeper debt. So I just used my credit card to pay for, you know, hotel expensive food while I was out there. And also, you know, just in case if I had to fly back, if it didn't work out at all, I had one, you know, way ticket back home. So. It, I was really just on a on a tight tight uh, rope there, just like, hey, I'm praying that something works. So you took a risk, like a, a real. That's risk. a risk, a real risk. So no, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I just, I just feel like if you know who you are, if right. you know your work ethic, if you know that, like, you can literally do anything you put your mind to. Yeah, you like, can absolutely. I know people say that as like a a quote or like a. You know, parents always say, you could do anything, baby. Like, you could be the president of the United States. Like, no, you could really now be the president yeah. of oh, the yeah. United States of America. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you just have to be focused. You have to stay determined. And, and man, you could just achieve anything. So what position were you going for at Nike's, Nike headquarters? What, what was the position you were aiming to get? So I was actually going for a marketing position at Nike headquarters. And... If you know my, uh, if you know Nike, sorry, you know marketing is like the head thing there, so it's right. very competitive. And I was unable to get into marketing at the time, so they said, "Hey, you know, we could really use somebody to help out in technology." And I was like, "Well, yeah, cool, I'll do it." I knew nothing about technology. I knew nothing about tech. I knew charge your phone, laptop, Excel <laughs> sheet, whatever, right? Like, I did not know IPs, routing number, like DSN. SSIDs. Yeah. So I just was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, sure. Where do I start? You know, I just I faked it till I made it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's, they ain't offer no classes either? No, they they, they train well, them, right? They, yeah, yeah, definitely. They train they train you once you get in there, right? Mm -hmm. But if you if you approach them, right, and, and <laughs> they're going to hear this and be like, hey, it's true. But if you approach them and say, I don't know, yeah. you're not getting the job. Yeah. You're not getting yeah. the opportunity. That makes sense. It's like, like you, you even know what you're talking about. Why don't even let you try it out? Yeah, yeah, that's well. I mean, it worked out, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, let's fake it to our till we make it. In that sense, right, definitely. In that sense, I so, tell my kids that work that all the time. It it it, mm. it works. I mean, it's a ceiling to what you fake, but you yeah. know, yeah. don't right, don't. But fight. if you're right, nervous right. or you know, like when people ask me about this show, I'm like, well, the first like three shows, I was terrified. I said, but I faked it, like. Y'all can't yep. tell I was nervous, but I was nervous as hell. I'm like, yeah. dang, are people going to like it? Or, you know, are they going to receive? So I think it's because when you're faking it, it's, you're practicing for right, right. when, right. when you so, become so, that yeah. confident. When you become comfortable. Right. And to that point, I actually really, really like what you just said. So to that point, right, I want to change that wording a little bit. Like the whole fake it till you make it thing is more so for 
it's more so like, hey, I am able to learn this. Mm-hmm. Instead of faking it till you make it, like, mm-hmm. yes, I can do that if I was taught. Right, right. If I had you the know? opportunity. So, I, mm-hmm. no, I really like what you just said. Yeah. That was nice. So, do you have like a, a cap for you to make it to the, the marketing level? Or is you pretty satisfied at this? Well, I mean, everything comes with experience, right? They mm-hmm. they want us. They want those experience, uh, those people. They want those people going. So, about time when I got into it, it was more so like, okay, this guy's been around. He knows the stores. He's connect, He's well connected. Mm-hmm. We can actually use him for something, you know, bigger than uh, being a business analyst. Because that's what I was. Mm-hmm. I was a BSA. I was a business system analyst. Um, so they actually created a role for me which was a store open specialist, which, which I am now. Yeah. And I basically opened new stores, remodels, and oversee pop-up shops in North America. Oh, okay, that's dope. That's a dope job. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, yeah. be seeing them on, on um, Instagram. Just, he like this in front of all the stores. And, <laughs> oh, I was spreading, my, I was spreading my arms, guys, my bad. Spread I, I forgot wings. we don't got the... Yeah, but yeah, but if you y'all check out his um his Instagram, you'll see him like literally opening stores, taking a picture with the new teams, and all that good stuff. Uh, but I, I, I mean, he's traveling. He's doing everything you want to do. That you listening, the person listening right now, he's doing everything you dream of doing, and getting paid for it. And he has no debt. You you're missing that part. He has no debt. Forty seven thousand. Forty-seven thousand. So, so how did you rack up this forty-seven thousand? Let's start there. Yes. Kyle. Oh, okay. Let's get into it. Yeah, I was just saying. So after undergraduate, uh, after school, uh, I actually racked up thirty-seven thousand two hundred thirty-eight dollars and thirty-eight cents worth of student loan debt to the T. Now that doesn't even include the ten thousand dollars I <laughs> managed to accumulate during the whole moving transition. Okay. So, you know, that what got me to $47,238.38 worth of debt that I had to start paying back soon because, you know, you graduate college, you get your uh, six months, mm-hmm. like that does anything. Right. Uh, you get your six months and then it's like, all right, let's start paying back now. Yep. And I'm like, damn it. It's time. <laughs> like, it, this time <laughs> it has come already. Like, yeah, it man. just got real. So, damn. Those six months come fast, too. They was trying to hit me up when I finished my associates. And I was like, yo, can you just defer it? Like, keep on deferring yeah, it. Keep yeah. on going. Keep on going. I'm not there yet. They, they wanted like 200 a month. I'm like, yo, I can't do that. Keep on deferring it. I'm in school. I'm in school. <laughs> I got y'all. See me in six months. Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. Bachelor. All right. So you, you $10,000 to move, to do the move and stuff. That was on top of paying already. So were you paying? already on your student loans before you started saving that $10,000 to move over to um, Portland? I wasn't. I was still during my grace period. Uh, so I, I graduated in May, right, 2015, mm-hmm. and then I moved to Portland in June. Oh, so that very so next month. Mm-hmm. The oh, next so, oh. month, I just moved right into it. Yeah, yeah. And but, it, you know, once you graduate college, they send you, they, they let you know as soon as possible. Like, yeah, hey, this is your balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. They let you know. And then it's <laughs> like, all right, you figure it out. You got six months. Take the yep, exactly. Cutthroat. That's crazy. You figure it out. You got six months to pay back all this money that you borrowed from us. But they don't guarantee you a job. In six nope. Months. They don't guarantee. Oh, of course you nothing. not. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Of course not. So you moved and literally, so you you graduated when the date again? Um, May twenty third, two thousand fifteen. And you moved 
practically two weeks later. That's correct. That's crazy. I don't think I can make that's that ambition. move like that. That's that's yo yo. That's crazy ambition. I gotta make that move. That's crazy ambition. That's beautiful. So when you got there, how did you do the whole apartment living thing? How that so go? actually, so when I got here, uh, I was you know fortunate enough to have a a friend help me out and let me stay in their guest room apartment for a few months. Uh, her name was uh, Tahiri Kalahiki and the Kalahiki family. I greatly appreciate them. They let me come stay with them for a few months, and we both worked at Nike. So I would you know drive with her into Nike and go back home with them. So that part made it very easy for me to start saving up money and paying off some of my debts. Mm -hmm. So I was able to really start hacking away, not at a very good, uh, severe extent, but I was very, uh, I was able to hack away at that 10,000, not even touching the student loan debt, but I had to start, you know, aiming at something while I was able to live in someone's guest room for the time being. That's crazy. Mm. That's 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 awesome though. Mm -hmm. Like to be able to get make that move and then have like some some type of course of action before you got there cuz I'm sure you mm. made that before you even bought that plane ticket to get to, you know, the other side of the world, well, the the country cuz you literally on the other side. That's the polar opposite like. A, yeah. Right. That's right. A, no, I was very fortunate because she actually asked me like, "Hey, I know you're you're gonna make this move. I can see it in you. Like your your tone of voice. She like, if you need help, let me know. And you know, sometimes uh, people are so prideful that they're like, no, I got this. I'm you know, I get it done. This easy, right? And it's like I had to swallow my pride. I had to humble myself. And be like, you know what? I do need help, mm -hmm. and it's okay to accept help to, for in order for me to succeed. So I, you know, I took that opportunity and. It, it would just it worked out in my favor, so I was very thankful for it. That's that, um, like speaks to people are in your life for a reason. Yeah, right. You right. know, before you even entertain that, it was already set for her to be in your life to support you and through you, that. You live with them rent free. Yes. Yep. Rent free. Rent free. I, I think I missed that part. That's, oh, that's, that's a blessing. That's, that is lovely. That's a blessing. I just I just had to do chores, and, and that course. was more so oh, with myself. I, I was like I was like, look, I can't be here rent free, doing yeah, nothing, and and not do anything. Like, want me to like vacuum? Want me to like <laughs> take the garbage out? I do the dishes. Like, anything. what's up? Listen, don't but don't worry had, about the dishes tonight because I got them. Right, like right. what? Right. But they had uh, 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 T. Her name we call her T. She had two kids. Mm -hmm. You uh -huh. know, so they were doing all the work and I like, you know, I just hang out with them and, and stuff like that. But it w I, I was truly blessed to have that opportunity to be with the Kalahiki family. So that definitely motivated me even more so because I was like, not only am I letting myself down, but I'll be letting them down as well if mm -hmm. I don't work as hard as to my abilities. So. And now is she native American? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She, she is, uh, she is Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Okay. I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Her her husband her husband is Hawaiian. That make that makes sense. Oh, okay. So at this point, were you on your finance journey, or were you just saying I'm paying off this debt because it's that time? Oh no, I was I was just paying off my debt. My finance journey really got into when I moved into my own apartment. Okay. That's uh -huh. so so. Take us through that process. So you now you don't move to Portland mm -hmm. and. 
you with the Talahikis. Talahikis. So now Kalahiki. what? Cal- oh, Kalahiki. Oh, Kalahiki. My bad. Kalahiki. <laughs> my bad. Because I know you listening to the show. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um. So how how is how was your mindset? Because obviously you didn't do no chores because they had the kids. Mm-hmm. So what was the mindset on getting your mind right to tackle that forty seven thousand dollars in debt? Well, so, so honestly, I wasn't at the time thinking about the student loan debt because I was still in my grace period, but. I wanted to make sure that I didn't overstay my, you know, my welcome, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be there too long if they offer you something because then it's like, hey, the question will come up like, all right, so how long are you staying here? Yeah, right? yeah, right, so, right, right, right. What are you doing? <laughs> so uh, during certain times with work, I would, you know, walk around, I walk a few miles, let's say like five, 10 miles, just looking at the area and looking at what's going on around. And I was able to find an apartment complex. And it was two miles away from the job walking distance. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's easy. And um, I walked in. I said, hey, you know, I'm looking for an apartment. Here's my finances, blah, blah, blah. I work at Nike. And they were like, you know, you qualify. You just had to do first first month's rent, security down payment. And I said, cool. I'm like, can I see the apartment? And they're like, oh, no, but it'll be ready when you get here. I said, wait a second. So you just want me to move in without seeing an apartment? Right. They said, just, tr- just trust us. I was at a point where I was like, you know what? I might as well just take take the risk. I'm like, cool. I need a place to stay. It can't be worse than a 400 square foot apartment in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn in, New in Brooklyn, York. Right. In the project. You know? So I was like, all right, cool. November 1st, I moved into there. And I was like, all right. That's when I was like, I got the apartment. I got now it's trying to now it's time to tackle my debt. And that's when things got real on my financial journey. So so Real quick on the apartment because we about to go to break soon. So let's talk about the apartment. When you walked in, were you like wild, or were you like yeah? Did, did like did what they was deliver? What, what was the did were they deliver floored? on it on that on that promise? Sounds oh no, the apartment was beautiful. Oh, sounds because he would have said it. Uh, it was seven hundred and sixty square foot. Okay, okay. So I'm just like, oh, I got a bedroom by myself. <laughs> I got a little kitchen. Got a nice little apartment. This is this is good, right? But when I first moved in there, I had no money, so I didn't have anything. Right. Right. So I just I, I bought I bought a bed, and I was like, "Well, that's it." Oh. And that's how I was living. So, so no, so like, no TV, no nothing. No TV, no PS4, Xbox, no couch. Yeah, you was really no, at the no bottom. No Kool Aid in the fridge. You was hey man. Really at the bottom. Hey. Well, you know what I, I came from a place where it's like I have nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no bottom for me. Right. That's that's my mindset. Right. I'm like I'm already coming from a place where it's like I have nothing to lose. Right. So so there's no bottom. As long as I keep moving forward, I was making progress and I was satisfied with that. I like that mindset. That's a goddamn black yeah. soldier for your ass. I love that mindset because <laughs> you really I mean, we get the idea of we coming from the bottom, but yeah. What really is the bottom? Because we ain't got nothing we ain't got right nothing. now. Yeah. That's yeah. that's this, yeah, yeah. That's that's real right there. Matufus record told me the right, same right. thing. Oh my goodness, Shannon, shut the same up. Thing. So so, have you listened to any of the recent <laughs> episodes? Recent recently, no. You guys have so many episodes. I, I wanted to start from day one. Oh, okay. And become a fan. All right. So 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 Matufu. We about to go to break because I it just popped up <laughs> on my thing. Matufu Shakur is his African. Alter, Alter ego. ego, enter him, whatever. And he been talking about Matufu Shakur like, like he was some type of African leader. He is. 
Oh, he's ain't not. no was. <laughs> All right, so bring some, bring another set of ears for the second half of the show because we about to really dive into everything that is to get. I know it's playing yeah. right now, so we can just go on the break. Yeah. <laughs> Introspective insight is brought to you by Royal Flex the brand, where we empower through creativity. And if you have the time, you do have the time because you're listening to the show, and this is the break. So head on over to social media, follow us at. Facebook and Instagram at Royal Flex the Brand. On Twitter, it is at RFTB underscore official and also II Talk Show. There's not a lot of content on our pages right now, but once we start to get um, our video specialist in here and we start to get the visuals and I finish doing the stew, renovating the stew, then we will have visuals to put up and actively promote the different things that we're working on. So please just go head on over there like our pages and just stay tuned for visuals and all the good stuff also we have a you caring account so if you care about what we're doing and you want to help um basically raise the bar as to what we're trying to accomplish please head over to you caring.com slash insight and just donate anything you can donate a dollar you can donate two dollars if you donate it you become um a sponsor and we will actively shout you out every week on the show or every other week however you know we see fit so please if you care about what we're doing just head over to you caring account uh to our you caring account uh our fundraiser and just donate some funds for us so we can get out this basement but without further ado just stay tuned and we'll be back in a few minutes and and we're back i done cut off my headphones and stuff in china typical all right all right yeah i'm always doing something i'm always doing something Mm -hmm. all right so we're back Mm -hmm. dev is on the show if y'all forgot devon and um devon you said (laughs) you said that real sensually i did yeah (laughs) my bad bro (laughs) (laughs) i ain't peep that listen i peep listen all right so take us through what it took for you to save up that money and pay off that $47,000 in debt. Like, everybody, we, oh, nice. we done, we, we've been building up for it. Because the first half of the show, we were just talking about the story and yeah. how you got to where yeah. you got. And Let's get you, to the nitty gritty. Now we, now we need the truth. Nitty gritty. Yeah. Now, now we, we know you work at Nike headquarters. Baller. Now we know that you Opening up stores. Taking risks. You mm-hmm. ain't know how your apartment was going to look. <laughs> you ain't know if it was going to have bugs in it or not. <laughs> Taking one-way <laughs> tickets. With a week, mm-hmm. slight, slight flex, slight, slight flex. flex, slight flex. So, so <laughs> royal slight flex. So, <laughs> royal slight flex. Royal I like that. Flex. I like that. So, take us through how you managed to pay off forty-seven thousand dollars in debt in a year. It was a year, right? Yes. It yeah. It was. was uh, so it was actually it was actually under a year. Oh, I, oh, oh, I oh, finished bro. paying off my debts in ten months. Oh my goodness. Ten months. Ten months. Yeah, forty-seven thousand yeah. in yeah. ten months. You know niggas can't even make that in a year. Listen, I'm trying to get rid of six bro thousand. You can't even you okay. can't even get rid of three hundred dollars in credit card debt in our community <laughs> in, in a year. In a year. See what I'm saying? He's talking about forty seven thousand dollars. Forty seven I don't even yo, have forty seven thousand dollars of debt and you, I mm-mm. You talking it's, about it's too much. You talking about buying a car off the lot cash. Boy. No, this only nigga I know that could come to me and say Give me ten months to pay you back forty-seven thousand, and I'm cool with it. Like cool, like 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 you ain't even asking where he work at. Nah, you ain't asking what he needed for. Nah, I'm gonna get my money back, bro. I'm, I'm gonna get plus my- plus some. I'm gonna get my money real quick. 
Probably be six months. <laughs> <laughs> he know what he doing now. He know what he doing now. Yeah, he did it. He did it in ten months. He's trying to beat himself. He's trying to beat himself. Yo, that yo. Right, 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 right. You're the only. You're the only competition. Try to crack five. All right, all right. So, so take us through. Take us through that that process because I know it was it was exhausting mentally, emotionally, and physically probably. So take us through. Yes, yes. All right, so uh, I'm in my apartment now, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. I have this job, so I have steady income. I'm being paid a good salary, which I'm thankful for as well. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this money? Now, I haven't started traveling yet, but I was saying to myself, now I have a, more money than I had before. I kind of, at that time, doubled my income. And I was like, well, I'm used to spending this amount of money. So what am I going to do with the extra amount of money that I'm now receiving? I just was like, you know what? I need to start paying back these debts because in order for me to prosper, in order for me to get to the next level or where I want to be financially and just, you know, just the to afford the freedom, right, to afford the freedom to do whatever I like, I have to be out of debt. I always tell people and I always tell my clients, I say, uh, the most dangerous person is a person with options because you can't control them. Right. You can't tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You can't tell them to clock in, clock out. You can quit when you want to. A person a with options is a dangerous person. So I had that mindset going in. I said, okay, cool. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I looked at uh, my student loans was under the Naviet account. So all my student loans were broken into like loan one, loan two, loan three, loan six, loan 10, right? And I actually, one of my steps to financial freedom for student loan payment, I actually say take inventory, right? Mm -hmm. Organize your student loan debts. So I organized my student loan debts by the amount due and the interest rate. So I did the lowest amount with the highest interest rate because mathematically, if you uh, tackle those, you will uh, eventually lower your interest rate in total for the whole loan. Okay. So you don't want to pay, you know, even though it's, it may be like $1,000, it could be $1,000 on a, uh, let's think about some realistic terms here. So $1,000 on a credit card of 24.95 interest rate. Mm-hmm. And then you have another credit card where it's like $1,000 on a, you know, 3.4 interest rate. Right. You're going to want to pay the 24 because you're paying them way more. Right, right. Mm, okay. Back in interest rate. So I organized it with the lowest amount of pay or a lowest amount due to the highest interest rate. And I just took off from there. Actually, still uh, to this day on my YouTube channel, I show people my actual notebook where I wrote down all of my student loans. I wrote them all down and I put them in that order. Uh, a lot of people call it the debt snowball effect. Okay. But they actually go the opposite. They actually do the lowest amount with the lowest amount of interest. I just was like, you know what? Mathematically, like, let's not confuse me. I need the highest interest first because I don't want to pay them anything extra that I don't need to pay. Right. Them. And I just uh, started tackling my loans one by one. I also say another tip is take small victories. When you look at a student loan payment, look like $47,000, $37,000 was my student loan. So if you look at $37,000 in a whole, you can be overwhelmed. Right, right. You know, like you're automatically defeated because you're like, how the hell? Yeah, (laughs) So you're like, you know, like I'm already defeated mentally. I defeated myself because 
this is $37,000. How am I going to pay this back? I don't even make that in a year. I don't even do this. You know, I can't even a thousand dollars. Right. So mentally you're already defeated. That's a fact. And for me, I, I feel like that's what they want. Right. In, in order to really defeat someone, you had to get to them mentally. Right. You right. had to break them mentally. That's a fact. Right. So, so I was saying to myself, like small victories, I don't have to pay this whole thing but, uh, uh, in, in a whole. I don't have to pay the whole $37,000. I need to pay $5,000 here. That's my first goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at anything else. I had to pay $3,000 here. I had to pay $500 here. Like, I took small victories. So I said, loan one is first. All right, next, loan five is next, right? Mm -hmm. Loan seven is next because those are the things I can afford, and I wanted those smaller victories. Eventually, you will see the total go down, and you'll be like, oh, wow, I'm actually really putting a dent into this debt. And also, you actually start feeling more motivated to do so because you're like, okay, I already paid off one. I might as well keep going. Right. I already paid off two, four, five. You're like, you know what? Okay, I'm actually getting a rhythm here. Right. I'm actually motivated and I can actually do it. It becomes more of a motivational thing that you're paying it off. And psychologically, you will actually you will actually take on those victories. That's a fact. Everybody likes to win, That's right? Mm. Like everybody wants to feel like a winner. So if you see it in a hole, you're gonna automatically feel defeated. But if you take those small victories and you take inventory. You're automatically, you're guaranteed to win every single time. That's a fact. That's you know, a- you know what? That's that's that reminds me of how I pay off my credit card um, debt. So I've been through smaller journeys that you've t- taken from my credit card debt. So like when I went down to Atlanta, that was one of those things where I had to use my credit card for gas because it's an hour drive everywhere mm-hmm. to Atlanta, and um, <clears throat> even going back and forth to school without a job before I got my job, I had to rack up those credit cards. So Right. Out of nowhere, my credit card, I got more because my credit score was a 786 at that time. Good for you. So I can, I dropped my Slight, slight flex. Mm-hmm. Slight flex. I can get it. But, you know, it was that. And then um, I was the, basically, I'm like the only financially, I won't say my, I'm on air. I'm not, I'm, I'm the most <laughs> financially stable in my family. So they look to me for, for the advice of, for all sorts. Mm-hmm. Even in my circle, right. so even in the circle of my bros and stuff, they look for me because I'm the stable, I'm the put together one. So, um, right. I had, I think two thousand dollars in debt. I paid that off, so all my credit nice. cards was in there. Mm-hmm. It was well, actually, that was at the end. So, through when I moved down there in 2013 to December, all the way to, um, I want to say 2015. Mm-hmm. I accumulated that, and then my brakes went on my car because my dad. That's another story, but <laughs> I had to. Long story, long story short, I was driving with no brakes for a oh. minute, so I had to go to like Firestone. Sound right? Yeah, that's. That I got the video right. still. I got the video still, but I had to drive with no brakes in Atlanta, and then it was it was crazy because it happened right when I was about to drive up here yeah. for um Christmas break or whatever the case. So, um. I had to go to Firestone. I had to pay. I want to say it was two thousand, like twenty one hundred to get. I had to get brake fluid, all that stuff. So it was that. Jeez. So I had to open up another Firestone account, and this is right when I paid off all my debt, um, all my credit card debt. I had to do that and spread my credit card, like spread the the payment for my brakes across yep. all my credit cards but before then i I literally just paid off all my credit card debt like Damn, my last bad. payment the 
in the beginning of the month, at the end of the month, well, close to the end of the month, I just put all that stuff back on there because, but I've been through those little smaller victory journeys, so I understand, and it makes sense to split it up and take the um, higher interest rate with the with the lower payment. You know, pay so how does that work? Do you call them and say, I just want to pay on this one first? I thought they lump them all together. Right, so so everyone is different. Uh, definitely, there are some See, I'm with uh, student now. loan, uh, I guess, like, providers or lenders that lump it all together consolidate your loans for you you don't even ask for it mm-hmm. right and then there's some that you actually have to pay like they show you your loan count and how much it is in total right so i always tell people this if they owe student loan payments all the listeners who are listening and if you're a student loan debt call your provider please call your provider a swallow your pride be humble eat that humble pie like hey i can't pay this right now like Dev was saying earlier, don't defer it. Don't don't. If you keep doing that, it's gonna get worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, because your mind, you're you are you keep just oh I have time, I have time. Yeah. You don't because mm-hmm. the debt is still there and it's still accumulating. So call them and say, hey, this is how much I can afford to pay every month. Take it or leave it. They're not gonna leave it. They're not gonna be like, oh well, I'm, I guess not. They want their money right. either either way. They want to get paid. That's a fact. So you can make the ter- you can make the terms on your own. You can be like, hey. I'm going to pay you $150. Yeah. Point point blank. Like either take it or I don't pay you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, uh, blah, blah, blah. They're going to try to talk to you. And, you know, Negotiate, if you do this, right? consolidate this. Yep. You're like, no, I'm giving you this. Mm-hmm. Right. A great book I want everybody to grab if you can. As I'm looking over at my bookshelf, is Getting to Yes is a book called Getting to Yes. It is a negotiation book, right? Make sure you pick that up. It is it is a great read. I definitely recommend that. Getting to yes. Getting to yes by who? Uh, let me see. Hold on. Like I said, I'm just looking over at my my shelf here. Uh, okay. I'll let you know. In a All few. right. No, no, no. You I mean, good? I thought it. I thought it was in the thing. Now you good? But getting to yes, I I I I agree. We don't um understand the power that we have as consumers to actually. To tell them, tell whoever it is taking our money or whoever it is that we paying that, like, yeah, this is what it's going to be and this is mm-hmm. how it is because we're so used to having rent or having a car payment or having something like that. And it's and, non-negotiable. And which, yeah, that's not negotiable. Mm-hmm. Or you already negotiate. People don't know car payments are negotiable. That's a bad you just yeah. have to know what to know say what to and say. when to say it and who to say it to. Like, my dad do that exactly. all the time. Like, my dad managed to get... A 2017 um, Altima for like real low payments, like $200. And then he got into a car accident on somebody else's fault. He had the gap insurance. Then he ended up getting a 2017 um, Nissan Maxima for lower payments than the Altima. Mm-hmm. And the Maxima is more expensive than the Altima, as we all know. So it's ways, <laughs> it's definitely ways to negotiate lower car payments and. As oh, it's by Roger Fisher payments. and William. Yeah. Right, right. You, really? Roger I'm going to get the audio book. Yeah. They got a 30-day th- free trial. Oh, okay. We got the author name? Yeah, 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 Roger Fisher. Got it. All right. Roger Fisher, y'all. Getting to yes. So Over my financial journey, I collected a, a, a ton of books. How so. do you feel about Rich Dad, Poor Dad? I just recently <laughs> I love got that, that book. book. I love oh, that great, book. great question. Great question. So... Rich Dad Poor Dad is a 
is a great read. First and foremost, it is a great read. But if you were to read anything on the foundations of wealth building, you need to get um, The Richest Man in Babylon. Okay. The Richest Man in that book, Babylon. That is the book you need because Rich Dad, Poor Dad is like, you know, my dad, my one dad was you know, this and that, then my other dad taught me how to think, or my other dad told me to invest in this and stuff like that. It's like, cool, but I'm fresh. I'm new. Like, what do I do with money? How much percentage should I put away? So that book is how more much so I, after you have money. Right. Well, not so much after you have money, but after you have a better understanding of okay. money. Mm. Rich dad, poor dad. So is, would, it be, would that be geared towards somebody that's born into some type of money? That would be geared to somebody born into some kind of uh, financial stability or uh, a consistent flow of money, right? right. Because in order for you to think that way, you have to not worry about finances. That's a fact. If you're in debt or if you are like, oh, man, like, what am I going to do next? Like, I had to figure out how to make money. You don't want to listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad because it's going to be like, well, you know, my dad was, (laughs) like I said before, it's a great book, but- when it comes to speaking to our generation, when it comes to speaking to our community, it's like, we don't have the money to begin right, with. Right. So teach me what is money? Mm-hmm. Where, how do you accumulate money? Like, how much do I put it to the side? Like, how do I, uh, you know, how do I trade? As in, like, giving someone, like, a barter system, right? Like, I'll give you this for this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Or I'll give you this amount of time for this amount of money, right? So The Richest Man in Babylon is definitely a book that I tell everybody to get their hands on. Now, um, to the point of you saying through your financial journey, you kind of collected um, your books for your bookshelf. Did that help you mentally keep stay on track and stay on, um, um, stay focused on your your tasks to pay off that forty seven thousand dollars? Um, and also, because I've seen obviously we've been on social media forever uh-huh. um following each other so i've seen you post like the, i hit you for the 48 laws of power um i know that's one of your yes, books um, Ooh, powerful. yeah so was that was those tools for you to actually uh stay focused and stay fresh in a financial i mean um, shit, mindset? He, he ain't have a tv he had to use those yeah, goddamn books that's a fact you gonna read <laughs> <laughs> shit good for him good for him g shit no, well, well, of course, to answer your question, yes, it, it definitely, so in order to grow, you have to change two things. Everybody say, oh, here's the five steps to success, blah, 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 right? Yeah. You have to change your mindset, absolutely. the way you think, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. the way of thinking, and you have to change your environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. My environment was already changed, mm-hmm. right? So I know it is a bad saying, but it is a saying. Um. If you want to keep information away from black people, put it in a That's book. That's a fact. Mm. They don't want to read in between the lines. Yeah. I, I struggle with that um in school because none of our kids want to read during reading time. And I, I and I right. literally I, I have the conversation, like I sat down with one of my fifth graders because he, he don't want to read. And I'm like, mm. sit here. I'm showing you pictures of what happened to us when we tried to read back in the day. That's one of the first reasons why I struggle with my youth. My young black kings and queens. Because now they're making mm-hmm. a choice. Right. Now you're making a choice that you don't want to read, mm-hmm. but we had to fight for the ability to even pick up a book. When I first started working at my job, right. I didn't work at the school yet. I worked in a group home. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I would take a book with me to work. Well, at the time I was in college. So if I wasn't doing schoolwork and I'm on an overnight, then I'm reading a book. I just naturally just read, you know? And one of the kids came in and said, Miss, you must be a nerd. And I said, what? (laughs) And she said, you come in with these books, you must be a nerd. I said, so I'm a a nerd for wanting to further my understanding? Right. That's what you're telling me? So it'll be beneath me to learn something? I said no. This is this well, is what well, you need to be well, investing. Uh, sorry to not to cut you off, but uh, China, you really be <laughs> you be hitting some good points. I I love it. I love it. So to your point about being a nerd and like, oh, you're reading. That's that's stupid, right? Because we live in a society. We live in a time now where like you have to be a cool kid, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're reading a book. That's not cool, right? Like what are you talk about, and then especially now with our digital age that we grew up in, cell phones, uh, social media platforms, the internet, we lose our imagination because our imagination is created for us. I mean, think about today. If you see a little kid crying, right? Um, And this is for China, right? Like, if you see a little kid crying, What's the first thing someone do? Give, give throw them, my, I throw my right, give them, and that, like, and go. let me tell that itches my soul. So my cousin is um a teacher, and she has a guy baby, and her guy baby um is on the spectrum, the autism spectrum. So she's a she's a um math teacher, and she bought some books for her guy baby, and she said that the mom told her, oh he doesn't read books. Nah, that's not what. Okay. That's not okay. Huh. That's what do you okay. mean he doesn't? It bothers me when I go to a kid's house and they don't have books. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the that's the basic foundation because now that's how I you mean, learn it, how to it, have a conversation. That's, that's how you learn fact. how to write. That's how you learn how to speak properly, regardless of whether you speak Ebonics or not. Hey, if, all of us in this room know how to sit down and have an intellectual conversation if, with if, anybody. If you, you can know? type so, some shit, in, if you can right. type some shit in YouTube, then you should be able to learn. Yeah. to read. Yeah, just whoa, as whoa. On that, before we um, get too much off topic, but I, I've been advocating against the so much technology in the schools. Yeah. We talked about this briefly mm-hmm. on the show. Um, Dev, I don't know if you heard it in the in the previous episode because I know you started from the beginning. Um, but even in the special education rooms, they have the, the um, oh, yeah. iPads and they have the, the desktops. And I normally, normally, so they have Zern. They have all these different, they have online audio books now for the kids. They have... Um, it's called Mayan, and they have Zern, so that's the online math platform for the kids. And what I don't like about it is it's so vague in the way that they word the questions. Like it took me a certain amount of time to understand what they were asking on the actual platform. And the kid, the particular kid that I got called for, he's like a well, a lot of kids they get frustrated, but they don't know how to cope with their frustration, like. Or they don't know how to channel their frustration into something positive. So he literally either goes under the table or he throws a temper tantrum or anything like that. So when I went in, I'm like, what is the what is the problem? And he's like, the, the work is too hard and the teacher's not helping me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let, do you want me to sit next to you and help you? And he was like, yeah. So he got up, he sat down, and I literally took like 10 minutes to figure out exactly what it was asking. And the other problem with that is they can turn on and off the audio. So yep. all they doing is just clicking on the screen as if it's a game because a lot of the things is, is like interactive. So mm-hmm. you it reads the question to you and then you interact with the wow. screen. But they can turn in, on and off the audio. So if they turn off the audio and just clicking stuff until they get it right, they're, they're not, not getting that that um the aspect or that practice on reading comprehension. So understanding mm-hmm. what the question is asking you. 
and then going ahead and doing it. That's why I'm so against technology in the classrooms in general. And it's also something with pen and paper. You muscle memory is real. Mm-hmm. So when oh. you're when you're <laughs> like one of my kids, I, my kids are most of them are a year, two year plus behind. Yeah. So when I'm sitting in a classroom with a boy who's supposed to be in 11th grade and I'm teaching him foil, that's the issue. Yeah. So, um, well, right. So, so yeah, like, like you said, like actually physically writing it down, like, because like, even when it goes to like your student loan payments, you can look at them online and they can be like, Hey, this is how much Mm -hmm. you owe. But when you take out a piece of paper and physically write it down, you feel it with you, you know, like, like, for example, when you swipe your card, when you're paying for something, you're just like, whatever, mm-hmm. like just swipe. Mm-hmm. If you have cash and you're physically handy, be afraid. someone like, your cash and you'd be like, nah, nah, does it really nah, cost nah. this much? Yeah. Let me see that receipt. Like, Let me see that receipt. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. no you look at your wallet like, so if I give you this, I'm only going to have this you amount. Know what? I don't even need it today. Nah. I don't need it today. You actually start to negotiate like, okay. This is twenty. Can I get right. Yeah. Five? How many, right? Yeah. Will the five suffice yep. Yep. for this? No. How many items can I buy with just this twenty dollar bill? <laughs> yeah, like, like, how, where can I go? You see exactly. What? See, I, I got I gotta, right. Oh. And then if you have a car, right, you can't you can't really negotiate with a car because that person don't know what you have on your right. car, mm-hmm. or they're like, oh, is it a credit card or mm-hmm. debit? But if you have cash, you can simply be like, ah, oh, man, oh, got I it. only have five dollars, oh, right? Mm-hmm. This thing that I want, this sandwich, right? This hero costs seven dollars. They're not, I'm, I keep telling you this, they're not going to let that money go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People love yeah. money. Mm-hmm. So you just be like, hey, I got $5. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, ah, I'll take it. Well, I, I, <laughs> right? I'm kind of opposite with that. Like, I take money out of my account and I put it somewhere so I don't have access to it. So mm-hmm. I can not have that $5 to, to try to get me to buy something that's within the range of 0 to $5. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And I know, if I know that I'm, and I already tell myself I'm broke all the time. So I don't even pull up my card because I know that I'm broke. <laughs> sometimes I'm broke. sometimes I forget that I got money on there. So when I go to look, I'm like, oh, I got some money. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you find uh-huh. a $5 bill in the wash mm-hmm. jeans or something like that. So I'm kind of opposite <laughs> with that. But. I'm trying to get out of the debit card mentality. And it's so, oh, my God. It's yeah, horrible. I'm just trying to get out of debt completely. It's horrible. So, yeah, well, I mean, I, I hear that you say you're opposite, right? And And that isn't. That is basically managing your yeah. money, right? Because you know how you are and how you operate. So if you have cash on you, most likely oh, you'll spend, spend that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So instead of thinking of it that way, you should, uh, and this is just a little advice for you and everybody who's listening who uh, is, has similarities to Dev. Basically, if you're that kind of person, limit the amount of money you take out. You know you're going to spend a certain amount in cash. Cash is king. Okay, don't don't let nobody else tell you otherwise. Cash, you're able to negotiate, and it's physical. You can actually critically think before spending your cash. So when you actually take money out of your debit card, limit yourself. Like, okay, I'm only going to take out $20. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my thing or live off $20 for today. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's my my limit. Using that, let's segue to that because... Um, word on the street is you only had a twenty dollar budget when you went to the yeah, grocery store. I, I, I was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna <laughs> ask that. Like, besides those little victories and no TV, books, and pussyless nights, I'm thinking like, how can you? Oh my! How can you oh just? How how, how, how you did you manage to get the word pussy in a finance show? <laughs> can you explain that to me, Shannon? How? 
<laughs> my imagination, I guess. Little victories. We'll see in five years. Well, 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 how about well, how about this? I'm, I'm gonna back up. Off of okay. You. you can't get it without the. Okay. There you go. Now we talking. Now we talking about some shit here. Oh, you ain't lying. You right. ain't lying. But right. the, I'm just saying the discipline of it to limit yourself throughout it all like in every Not, aspect of your life you gotta make you, sacrifices knowledge but, but in every aspect right. of your life like this man big sean right, told y'all right. it's go, real real I, love i know it because <laughs> that's when g shit that's that's yeah make, gotta make sacrifices. i, gotta, song, I know it but let let our our users and um users our view, listeners mm-hmm. our users and you want to be abused, Devin? You want to be abused? Huh? We just had a rape culture topic. I'm not, I'm not, you got I'm something not you want to come you. out and tell us? I'm not playing with you today. Who touched you? I'm not playing with you today. Harvey Weinstein? Oh, my goodness. That's not a joke. It's not a joke, Shannon. You can't be making a joke about real live rape. Okay. My right. God. Hey, Shannon. Bring it's it so back. Embarrassing. Bring it back. All right, all right, Bring all right, it back. Right, oh, right. With a guest on the show, Shannon. Exactly. Not you. This just guy, like, this guy I'm turning party. your mic off. I'm turning your mic off. No, no. Right, Forty-seven thousand right. in a year. You think you give a fuck about what I'm talking about? Think <laughs> 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 you give a fuck? <laughs> okay. Shit. All right. Back to the tw- the uh the, okay to financial process in the in your financial yep. journey, please. Yep. All right. So so you you left off a bit saying. <laughs> Shit, you are something else. So, <laughs> so you left off saying that twenty dollars a grocery store visit. That is true. Actually, I say twenty dollars because I like the round things. Mm. Um, it was actually less than twenty dollars. So I will buy two boxes of pasta. So one box of pasta will cost, uh, let's see, one box of pasta is like one seventy five, yeah. right? Less one seventy five. So I'll buy two boxes of pasta. And a, a jar of tomato sauce, which costs like five dollars, six dollars, if I want to get premium, yeah. right? Premium. So I'm <laughs> premium spending like ten dollars. <laughs> I, I was treating you know, myself then, that day. I'm spending like ten dollars or so, right? Ten and some chain, like eleven dollars. And then if I wanted to treat myself because I paid off a student loan, or I'm like, oh cool, I'm, I'm getting far in this month or whatever, I'll buy a cookie. I'll buy a cookie. You know. You and know, how many like, times were you going to the grocery store? Wait, How many saying? times Sorry. are you going to the grocery store in a month? Yeah. Oh, in a month, I would go twice a so month. So $40 a month on groceries. Okay. That is okay. correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, think about it, right? Because I was like, oh, in uh, every time I, I switched to being a vegan, so I wasn't eating any meat. I wasn't, you know, eating any dairy or anything like that. And I'm like, what is going to keep me full? So I remember when I was a kid, my mother, you know, eight kids, right? She used to always come home and make a big old pot of uh, spaghetti. Okay. Like, this is going to last the kids for a That's few a days, fact. right? And I was like, okay, cool. I could just eat pasta. Mm-hmm. Like, it fills you up, you know, got the carbs, whatever it is. It's going to hold you for the yeah. day. And I don't really eat a lot. I, I really eat what my body tell, tells me to eat. And it's like, all right, cool. So... I'm gonna eat when I'm when I'm ready to so eat. So if you was a fat nigga, you wouldn't survive. No, yeah, no. Nah. If you if you were if you were a, a, a bit uh, heavy, <laughs> it'll be it'll be difficult. It'll be difficult. Well, okay, but not, let's listeners. not even say heavier. So <laughs> hefty. hefty. I'm just trying fine. to figure. I'm on this vegetarian journey, and I just don't see like my things don't last that long for me to only yeah. go two times. Like once I if I go to the grocery store today. Mm-hmm. Everything fresh that I bought today might make it threefold. Might make it to Saturday of next week. Uh, well, when you're when you're a vegan, when you're a vegetarian, you have to consume a exactly. lot of uh, let, let's say let's call it snacks, mm-hmm. right? So you had to do a lot of like 
mixed veggies. You have to do a lot of like you know, peppers yeah. or you know like bell peppers or things like that because you have to consistently eat something to train your body. Like you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. Like you right. know, use this inner. It's a different kind of energy when you're eating vegetables compared to right. meat and certain breads and stuff like that, right? Because you're getting into the whole food category while with the vegetables and uh, and the veggies and fruits and vegetables, you process that food a lot faster and your body uses that energy a lot faster. The more you move, the more you're active. So it breaks down those sugars. It breaks down that energy. So you have to continuously feed your body. So I I can see why, I can see how someone may have that uh, issue, but with those tips there or with that knowledge there, you want to get like the baby carrots, right? Little celery stick packets, right? Like continuously eat those small things and train your body to like, you don't need to eat that much. Mm-hmm. Like the whole three times a day. I know people crank out seven times yeah. a day just eating yeah. stuff. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing? Well, that's, that's <laughs> if you're trying to um, gain weight though, like muscle weight or something like that. Cause you need to you know, right. build your muscle back up. man. Devon, did you see Jesus and he gave you a little, a little uh, uh, construction book of your life, because you just seems like you got it planned, nigga. I mean, to the last, you to know. the last little bit. I'm not gonna eat this. You wanna know why? <laughs> My future. And I mean, every <laughs> every little bit to the to to the money to you know the why? time. My future. <laughs> I can't drink that today. You, I can't go. You know, y'all that. needed to see the actual motion of my future. Uh, like, yeah. like you, y'all had to see. It. <laughs> <laughs> we get individual soon, man. We get individual soon. Yo, but that's a well, plan. But you know what? I I did I didn't see Jesus, but I I definitely received a sign, mm-hmm. and oh. that sign mm-hmm. was. I saw what, you know, failing looked like. Yeah. Ooh. That's deep. That's impactful. Yeah. So impactful. I was like, okay, is either I is is either I change my mindset, I change my environment, I change my way of thinking, my way of life, or, you know, and, and it's it's unfortunate. Or it could be like I could be like this unfortunate guy on the middle of the street or in the streets with nowhere to eat, nowhere to go, no home to go to. It's like so those were the signs, or uh, sorry, those were the signs, and that's kind of like the epiphany I had. I was like, like I said before, like I'm, I come from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like those people I used to walk next to and see every day, like, hey, what's up, man? Like I don't have nothing my damn self, but I'd rather give you a piece of my sandwich right. so you can make it another mm-hmm. day, right? So those were those. Let's say, like you know, in, you in that in that. Uh, in that sense that you said, like Jesus did come talk to me. He said, Hey, this is what failing looks. This is what giving up looks yeah. like. That's, mm. that's this is what like giving up looks yeah. like. Yeah. Do you want this or oh, do you it. want royalty? Right. Right. You know? That's crazy that you said that because last week we was talking about that. Um and it, I think I'm I basically we was talking about how we see somebody yeah. and they make a mistake or they fail or something, and we should learn from that. And mm-hmm. we should take their right. mistake right. and capitalize from it. That's wisdom, right? That's wisdom. And and mm-hmm. um, I think the 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 example was uh, if you see somebody have a baby and they struggle, oh, yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. a baby, don't have a baby. Like, I got why would <laughs> you? Right, right. Well, well, you, well, you know what? You know what your your uh, your, your parents and your grandparents used to say. You'd be like, well, well, he did it, or my friend right. did it. Like, if they jump off a bridge, mm-hmm, would you do mm-hmm. that too? And it's like, oh, uh, nah. No, he right? ain't moving no like, more. Oh, so okay. our our quote our quote. <laughs> like, How high is the bridge? <laughs> I'm riding with Shut my nigga. <laughs> of course, Shannon said yes. Of course he did. I'm riding with my nigga. <laughs> you gonna, gonna die with your niggas? Yo, that's Shannon, man. So um, unlike Shannon, 
our quote from last week was from the errors of others, a wise man corrects his own. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, where y'all getting these quotes from? This not these aren't Google nah, quotes. See, nah, see, this it, is from it, a top Matufa Shakur. Oh, no, up. they're not from Matufa. They're not from Matufa. <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends on the topic, and I literally either get them from like brainy quotes, and, or I get them from I don't know. I just type in sprinkle whatever. of Jesus is a good one too. Whatever, whatever it is that we're talking about, I kind of use. So like this this topic, I knew we were talking about financial success, financial freedom, going to all going through all that. So I went and I looked for financial type quotes and I I struggled with some of them because I wanted like one of them and I was like, nah, this one good. And I was like, nah, this one good. But this one, it, it fits because like you said, you've used two things. You've used um, uh, knowledge. So you said you accumulated a lot of books throughout your, your journey. That's knowledge. And then you've can consistently uh exemplified discipline so discipline with the forty dollars uh forty dollar budget for you know your pasta and then your occasional um royalty cookie uh (laughs) (laughs) so so you you had to have discipline even um i know you didn't say it um through your story but even i think one of the other podcasts you said uh some of your friends would even want to go out and you was like nah i can't do that Mm -hmm. i want to but i can't do that Mm -hmm. because uh you know i'm on my my journey to success um i'm on the path to success right, right. and i could understand that because i do that all the time i mean i ain't paying off no debt right now but i'm doing that I all the say time that there's different reasons yeah you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. um that's why i chose that quote in in specific and i mean at the end it says financial peace is possible for all of us which it is we just got to have that right. discipline and we got to have that knowledge we got to go out and get that book get into yes and also the well, man in babylon because that starts the process of having that knowledge that and changing that mindset right right well it says in the bible this is a quote in the bible it says the borrower is slave to the lender yeah. yes that's a fact that's like that beggars can't be choosers mm-hmm. exactly that's a fact borrower is slave to the lender so do you want to be the person who people borrow from or do you want to be a slave? Point blank. That's there's no yeah, other. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. it. Damn, that's beautiful. That made that me think it. like if I own my own business. Well, when I own my own my own business, would I be mad at, at my son if uh, he wanted to work for me? No, nigga, find your own. You want to be a slave yeah. to your daddy? Shut <laughs> up, Shannon. Shut. No, up. y'all wouldn't think that. No, no, no uh, one usually thinks things no, that you he, think. He gonna be learning how to run the business. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, you right. you went from one right. extreme to the next. Something wrong with him. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, to, you had to teach them young to think for themselves. And 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 when people say hey, or when the kid, let's say that when the kid say staying on top of it, the kid's like hey, may, may I have a dollar? Mm. Right. First of all, you have to teach them how to say may I, not can I, because that's just proper mm. manners. So may I have a dollar? And it's you say why? And like because I want these chips or whatever like that. It's like I'm not gonna give you a dollar. You have to work. Damn right. That's a fact. So what God are you gonna right. do to, get this to earn yes. this dollar? Yes. Automatically, you're teaching them critical thinking skills, and automatically, you're teaching them money management because it's like okay, cool. If I was to sell this, or if I were to take the garbage out, or if I was to, I can earn a dollar that would get me my or, reward. Or to the greater, greater point, like nothing's given to you in this world everything you have to earn right everything right exactly right and that's that's exactly. i mean even when i don't i don't really like when they when kids start off any question with can because i yeah. naturally respond like can i go to the bathroom well no 
I mean, I, I can you? Yeah, I just said, well, can you? Because I know I can. Or mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, can you? I, I forget what my kids saying, but I always say, well, can I have a million dollars? I mean, I don't can. really. I can I really can. have that? I mean, I think I can, but can I have I to, you know, I have to do something. And then naturally, like they switch and they be like, well, may I go to the bathroom or it literally switch? It's like a switch. Yeah. Yeah. So I always challenge right. that can like can I do this can I do that because it it literally it, they switch so quick and it's so mind blowing yeah because they catch it so yes it's that, like that I, see, I, I teach I teach my kids in order to get anything from me you have to give me something so I have kids where they can't even talk to me before a certain period of the day because that's the period where they struggle so I have kids where it's like nah you can talk to me. At, at that point after you get you know get and after you do what i need you to right. do for this period or yeah. oh can i you know can you take me here or can i go what what can you do for me for me to do that for you yeah. or really it, it really is for themselves right. like i want you to stay in class right. i want you to start you know whatever it is but yeah. it's like no you get nothing for free right and i, I damn right same to that um to that point i have like in quad a we have like things that we can get from food leaks or like food snacks and all that yeah. stuff and i have this one particular um young lady that tends to act up when she doesn't get her way. Um, so, oh, no. so it's, it's <laughs> said it like it was his daughter. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I talked to her last night. Right? <laughs> I just beat her ass for that shit again. Again? Shannon is going to jail. Don't say that to the teacher when the teacher called, please. <laughs> I just beat her. So, ass. so uh, to, to the point, um, they tend to respond more to um, if you. Throw an incentive at them. So mm-hmm. if you do this, then you get this. Make it worth their while. And even and even right. if you forget, they be like, "I had a good day," or "I'm having a good day." Mm-hmm. You know, can I still mm-hmm. have my gummies, or can mm-hmm. I still have this, or can I still have that? That's the first thing um, you say. Or even when you, I, I'm a firm believer in rewarding the people that do good, and not the whole one bad apple spoils the bunch. Because mm-hmm. what happens is that right. one bad apple starts to contaminate the rest of the apples, yeah. and then everybody starts to do whatever that bad apple was doing. I so if you go, anyway. I did it yesterday. So we was watching a movie. Everybody was talking. I yeah. cried down everybody. And then they started talking again. Now they wanted to go to the gym. So I was like, all right, go to the gym, go to the gym. And within seconds, 10 people came up to me. was like, can I go to the gym? Can I go to the gym? Can I go to the gym? I'm like, no, yeah. go sit down. You've been, you was in the middle of everything happening. Yeah. So whenever everybody, we kick everybody out and y'all go to the gym until your parents come. If that's only five minutes, then you only got five minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey, but those incentives to everything, it works. So if you have incentives, you had incentive to pay off your student loans because you didn't want to be in debt for the rest of your life. You've seen that as an incentive, so you did it. You know what I'm saying? Like You've seen mm-hmm. that if that sac- those sacrifices as if I go and do um, $40 a month for pasta and that occasional royalty cookie. Then you was gonna, you know, you was gonna do it, no Yo, matter he, what. He right. make that cookie sound like it's seventy dollars. Yo, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. Royal when cookie. you when you when you in that house by yourself and that yeah. rent is due, yeah. shit, shit is right. real. Right. That's but but you know what? It was for China for me. It was a little bit deeper than that. I just was like, hey, I you are not gonna be someone someone to tell me like I would never go mm-hmm. broke because Devon owes me. Mm. Yeah, I never want to be that person where I'm like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good because Devon owes me money, this person owes me money, that person, so I'll never right, mm. right, right. And once you, like I said before, once you change that mindset and once you change the way you think, mm. 
you look at things a lot like you just be like, you know what? I don't need that. Or, hey, you know, Devon, come out and come hang with us. Go get some drinks and stuff. I'm like, I get a drink at mm-hmm. home. You know, I go buy a whole bottle of Henny. But it's for the price. And, and yeah. it'll be two drinks at right. the club. I could just go to a liquor store That's and buy a whole bad. bottle a whole for myself. Bottle. That's so, so what advice would you give? Because for me, this um, podcast came at a great time because I actually just went to see my financial advisor for the first time last week. I don't have. Okay. I don't have tens of thousands of dollars of debt. I have $6,000 of debt, but I don't have a lot of credit history. So that's all that also hinders me a little bit. But what my plan to do is this is my year of like grind time, like get that little $6,000 out the way and build up wealth. Cause I want investment property. Mm. So what advice, right. like what little, even <clears throat> like the smallest little tweaks you think I can do right now? Well, cause the first one is getting a better job. Cause I need better pay. Obviously you need more money to make money. Okay. Right, right, right. But what? So, so, so I was. So, do you have credit card debt? Yeah, but it's it's only I think it's five eighty. Okay, get rid of that first. Okay. Why? Because that credit card debt is the sin of all mm-hmm. sins in the financial okay. world. Because that has that insane interest rate. It is insane okay. credit card debt interest rate. Like. Very bad, right? So you want to get rid of that credit card debt first. Okay. So once you get rid of that credit card debt, now a lot of people, like your financial advisor is probably different from me. Uh, I always tell my clients, just like Dave Ramsey tell his people, cut your credit card. You don't need okay. it. Okay. Why? Because it's gonna it's gonna make you want to spend money. Yes, absolutely. So if you so if you <sighs> tell yourself like, hey, I, I need to be focusing on my six thousand mm. dollars. In China, you just need to change your mindset, all right? Like, I believe you can do it. As a matter of fact, I know you can do it. And this is me just talking mm-hmm. to you. I know you can do it because you already have that mindset. You already can critically think for yourself. You just need to apply that to yourself. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So get rid of that credit card debt first things okay. first. Mm. Once you get rid of that, even hide your credit card. Like, give it to death. Give it to Shannon. Like, you know, hold mm-hmm. this down. I, I don't spend it. Shannon, 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 all my credit cards are thrown in there. Now they have balances on them, but if I can't get to them, then mm-hmm. I can't use them. So I throw them in there and I forget about them. So it's not like a time where if I know that I got to go and get something, I go in and I get them. No, I just cuz naturally I'm on the go all the time, so I'm I never have the thought to have to go in there and be like, "Oh yeah, I think I need to use this one and pull it out." So So is another, there a way though to have great credit without without credit cards? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because so let's break down credit anyway. What is your credit score? Your credit score is just a number that tells the bank or tells the lender that you are able to pay this back if they let you mm-hmm. borrow it. That's all your credit score is because imagine someone who never borrows money. Right. They don't have a credit mm-hmm. score. Cuz they don't have a credit mm-hmm. history cuz they don't borrow any yeah. money from mm-hmm. nobody. Right. Or they borrow money from investors or like, you know, like GoFundMe's and yeah. stuff. Right. They yeah. don't borrow money from banks and credit cards. Right. So it 
if you were to eliminate that credit card debt, you will have a higher credit score. So people would see that and be like, hey, I feel comfortable, you know, loaning China or loaning anybody with credit. Like, I feel comfortable giving them money because I know they're going to pay right. it back. Okay. So they're going to keep persuading you like, oh, if you do this, you know, you get reward points and blah, blah, blah. Just keep paying us back. And you're just thinking like, OK, yeah, that's easy. I could pay them back. And they're thinking, like, that's another membership sign-up, so I get paid mm-hmm. for that. Then you pay interest mm-hmm. on that, so I get paid for that. And then I'm just going to keep bugging you until you sign up mm-hmm. again. So get rid How of that How do you feel about secured credit cards? first thing. What, which one? How do you feel about those? Well, credit cards to me is just a bad, it's just bad to have because you're spending money that you yeah. don't have. But in certain well, things, but there's certain blank. things that you need. Like you can't even run a card without a credit card, not even a debit. Like you need a cre- uh-huh. like. They, what do you do? They, they tell you that, but yeah. you can't. Okay. You wanna know why okay. you can? Because I'm okay. done with my okay. debit card. They tell you to have a credit card because if anything happens to the car, they don't have to go through your debit or like your bank. They could be like, "Hey, I'm going to charge it mm-hmm. to credit," and either way, you have yeah. to pay it. Yep, it's a game. I mean, which one? Which one? Which one are you gonna fight more? Right? Are you gonna cry? Are you gonna fight your debit card transaction that you? That's actually your money. Like you work for that money. You actually that is your cash that you have. Or are you gonna fight your credit? Your credit card transaction. Right. That is not even your money right. in the first place. Right. And a lot of people let that go to collections anyway. Like I don't mm-hmm. care about that. Mm-hmm. That's a and that put them into right. even more um, financial debt. Um, simply because that goes against them, uh, their financial score in general, <clears throat> and they end up paying more on the, when it goes into collections as opposed to if you just paying it. Yep. Um, paying it now. That's why I won't let none of my like a lot of a lot of people like oh just close your credit card and then go let it go and then it could do, do all that stuff. But that's you shouldn't do that as long as you keep it in good standing. Mm-hmm. Then. You your credit score, even though even if it's low, it looks better because you don't have anything going to collections and you don't have those negative dings on your actual report. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't been through a lot of that stuff and I don't talk to a lot. So well, I, I I need some help too, some some financial advice too. Now uh, he gonna start charging y'all. <laughs> Right. I mean, we should all get one free I one. Gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, am I? The clock? <laughs> hey, we'll end this right now. <laughs> am I? Am I on the clock? No. Oh, I'm he asked it twice. He's serious. <laughs> you want? Uh, you want the show? It, it, it's it's um vague. It's vague advice. Yeah. Vague advice. Yes. I like that. Well, you said you paid off forty-seven thousand in ten months, right? So now. Let's switch some of those zeros. Now, you said that you can't go broke if they owe you money. So now, switch those zeros. Can I borrow 4700 and pay you back in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, it, 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 so, unfortunately, the answer was... Oh, okay. your portfolio. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll Don't be sorry. Don't I'll be sorry. For your portfolio. See, <laughs> see, how you, see how you actually manage money. But uh, with Horace Consultant, we do... Uh, allow people to take out personal loans. So instead of loaning from a bank, mm. you can loan from me, and then I would, uh, you know, charge you back at a lower interest rate than a bank that's would. A, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And that way, you don't have to deal with the bank and that whole system. You actually be dealing with a person. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, that, I love that. That Black Wall Street, Black Wall. Street, I'm calling you. For Wait, the okay. So bank. now, how do we progress without 
Because we need credit for whatever. Yeah. You need credit. Like, I'm trying to get into investment properties. Nobody's giving me a property without an 800 credit score. You know what I'm saying? You, like, ain't nobody checking for me. You don't need credit. Yeah. You need proof that you can pay. Okay. Hmm. There we go. You don't go. need credit. You need proof that you can so, pay. So, you, so, the, so, people need credit, uh, credit scores because if you're going to buy a house, and you're going to take out a loan from the bank, of course the bank wants to see your history and like, hey, this person can actually pay right. me back. But imagine you going to, you know, for example, uh, I've, I've been blessed and fortunate enough to be able to visit Rochester and pay for a house cash, mm-hmm. right? So if I, am, uh, if I am paying for a house, if I'm paying for a house cash, I don't need a lender, right? Mm-hmm. right? I don't need, I don't need exactly. a bank. I'm just going to walk up in there and be like, hey, cash. And like I said before about negotiation, it's like, hey, I have cash. What yeah. you want to do? It's right, but realistic. I, like for me in a year, that's not going to no, be. No, real, realistic. You know what I'm saying? Realistically, you do need you do need a high credit because score. Because I want to get to the point to where my credit money. score is so good that I'm I'm getting things that yeah. I need. But I, but I feel like that credit score has to help me get to the point where then eventually I won't need it. Because at this point in my life, I feel like I do need it. Well, I'm not financially free to go and pay cash for anything so it's like you know so you what what do you what i did what i did to get my credit score once upon a time at 780 at um, 786 um was i was so when i got out of high school if y'all don't remember in high school i never wore any crazy anything crazy so i wore um adidas uh i wore like creative recreation recreations um i wore i went to uh, J.C. Penney to get my clothes or T.J. Mm-hmm. Maxx or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I was never into Hollister, Aeropostale, anything like that because I always had the mindset of I want to stand out instead of blend in. Mm-hmm. So that I never got the concept of going to get the $100 Nikes or $150 Nikes or whatever the case. So on my birthday in 2012, I was like, all right, now because all my money was going to food. Like I worked at Wegmans and then I would get off and then spend my money at Wegmans when I just got paid on Thursday. So mm-hmm. literally my money was going back to Wegmans that they just paid me mm-hmm. in real time. So I was like, well, I want to spend my money on something that I can look at like all my shoe boxes over there and be like, yo, I really, you know, I work for that. I have something that I can hold in my hand and say like, I, you know, I did that. I paid for that. So, um, and I don't believe in car payments. That's just the biggest, that's second to the worst thing to do next to credit cards so but when i got the credit card i opened my first credit card i got some polo shorts from macy's i paid that off next week and then i got i went to ae that same day and opened the the visa credit card for the outfit that i got from there or whatever i got from there it was like a belt or something and then after that with that visa credit card i would buy a pair of shoes every week and pay it off the next week so and I like right, 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 right. I was paying it off so frequently and like I was in that routine so frequently, I didn't know that you can wait a month before you paid the card off. I thought you had to pay it off as soon as you put money on there. Mm-hmm. So when somebody told me that you can wait, th- you know, 30 days in order to pay it off, I was like, "Word? You you really can do that?" But I was so into that that flow, like I was using my card so responsibly, I didn't go and try to buy, you know, $500 um, five hundred dollar shoes or a five hundred dollar mm-hmm. laptop or anything like that. I was just paying. I was making those small accomplishments or those, those small things. Like, okay, if I want to get you know a, a outfit or a pair of shoes or something, I did that and I paid it off when I got paid. 
and that eventually it made my credit score rise to what it was mm-hmm. um so that's a responsible and keep, way and keep that right keep that mindset though right because uh you can you can actually do that if someone wants to uh, build credit uh some of my clients who go through my program for credit repair um i would tell them like hey pay your phone bill that's a hundred dollars you're you're gonna pay right. your phone bill that's that's like you like paying Wi-Fi for your house. You're gonna pay your right. phone bill, right? So you pay your phone bill with your credit card, and then turn right around and pay right. it off, right? Because you already have the hundred dollars. Let's say you already have the hundred dollars, but instead you swipe your credit card, and you can be like, "All right, cool. I swipe my credit card. Now I'm gonna put that hundred dollars right into my credit card. You're building you're building credit right. after that, right? Right. So like um, so like. Your phone bill, um, gas. gas, well, not gas, but your phone bill, um, electric bill, anything like that. Those are just lines of credit. Of, there's lines of credit technically, but th- those are also ways that like when you buy in a house, they look at to see if you've been consistent in paying it mm-hmm. um, in your bank account. So those don't, those don't go yep. towards your credit, like your credit score, but those still. So if you put that on your credit, car- credit card, now you using something that you're gonna have to pay anyway toward putting it on your credit card and then when you pay it off now you're working on your credit score too so it's almost like you going you finding that loophole in the system like instead of going to buy a pair of shoes or whatever the case if you you know if you in that mindset of how i was where i just wanted something that i can get and see but now that we're older and we have bills and stuff if you pay a bill on your credit card and then you pay it off when it's on your credit card now you Basically, you showing that you could pay a bill on your from your um, bank account because you the money is coming from your bank account mm-hmm. to your credit card. But you're also building your credit off the back of your bills that you already got to pay. So it's not like you trying to buy something crazy. You putting some on your credit card that you're gonna pay anyway. Mm-hmm. But instead of paying it directly out of your your bank account, you paying it off of your credit card. Right. So so I would I would say this. I would say this to our listeners and everyone. I do not like recommending this. I am a credit card free person i don't believe in using them but if you have to use them all you do is stay below the 30 yes. percent mark of the total amount of your credit card once you go over that over that excuse me it doesn't matter if you pay it right off or not they will see that you use more than 30 percent mm-hmm. and they actually can ding your credit mm-hmm. score they can actually be like whoa you spend way too much and then pay it right back and actually can hurt you more than right. it can help mm-hmm. you. So always stay in that range between, I would say, always stay in the range between zero to twenty percent. Right. Don't even get to don't even get to the 30% because your credit score drops faster than it grows. And mm-hmm. um also 25, 25 yeah, points. And also it's that's 30% of your entire credit line. So it's not just one. Yes. I thought it was just one credit card before. So I was like, I was doing calculations because I've known about the thirty percent for a minute, um, and I've I've done the calculations on some of my credit cards. Like, oh yeah, if I spend this much, like I've I can get notifications from my Citibank credit card. So I calculated thirty percent and I set it up so if I get close to this, it'll tell me like, yo, all right, you getting close to this. It's not the actual maxed out amount, but it's like that thirty percent mark. But then I noticed that it it was thirty percent of your t- entire credit line. So all your credit lines added up to this one big credit line so if you have three cards with a hundred dollars on it then you have a three hundred dollar credit line Mm 
So you can't use 30% of that $300. Okay. If you use 30% of that $300, then your credit score is going to drop 25 points, as um, Dev said. So um, bringing the show to an end real quick, I want to touch bases on um, two things. So you already talked about you've been mentioned in Horse, horse Consulting. Um, and then I want to talk about what an accomplishment as well, because you've been doing that for a while. And we got the accomplished tease yes, on yes. Um, China. Hers is in spirit. No, the, um, the boys didn't <laughs> remind me because they're hers shady as fuck. Um, but also, real quick, I want to talk about something that I think is very important. Um, the the journey uh, through. So your journey to financial success, uh, financial freedom, um, and the, the, the support that you had from your fiance um i want to yes. talk about i want to yes. touch on that real quick because i thought that was another reason why your mind you stay so focused because a lot of times when we go through that that being disciplined takes a lot of um no's so you have to say no a lot in order to stay disciplined within ourselves and stay true to our path and trace stay true to our truths and that can run yes. people away like it literally can push people away because everybody has their own agenda but the fact that you can have you had that support um throughout the process and i'm speaking from my past knowledge is i think is i think it's amazing um being that you yes. only had yes. you literally can only spend 40 dollars at the grocery store when you have you know your, your your partner your counterpart um your other half wanting to spend more or do more things so speak about that a little bit and then if you want you can go right into how you got um the hashtag one an accomplishment and ultimately um horse consulting yeah sure so so uh i was fortunate i was truly blessed i was truly a blessing to have someone like amy uh, that's my fiance's name she stuck with me through those hard times though she wasn't eating pasta let's get it straight like <laughs> i would eat my mom, i would eat pasta and she said hey i'm gonna cook some real food and i'm like i just want pasta I just, <laughs> leave me alone I just want pasta. right and um but she don't she doesn't like me saying this but i'm, I'm gonna share it because i just want you guys to understand the uh, the person that we're talking about here so before we started dating she was actually you know dating uh, a millionaire and, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, she she was dating some kind of millionaire or whatever. He had businesses and okay. stuff like that, which is whatever. And I was so confident in myself and where I was going. I told her, I said, when you're done with him, whatever y'all got, little thing y'all got going on, I'll That's be waiting. Because I knew it just, I knew it just wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I'm, I, I was so confident in myself and how I treat women. And, and, and I just was like, you know what? I'm a better man. Yeah. Just, just, I, I, I'm that guy. So I waited for her. Okay. Once that whole fling happened, she actually took a chance with me. Now think about that. Going from somebody who's like a millionaire, and she didn't really care about that yeah. aspect. She yeah. didn't care. To someone who's like getting out of debt and so tight right. in the budget, right? Someone who can spend whatever they want to someone who can just like, I can't even, 40 uh, pasta and that's it, right? So she definitely motivated me because she, you know, she graduated from college and she paid off her student loan debt. It wasn't as much as mine, but she did it. And she saw in me a man with yeah. a vision. That's what women mm -hmm. want to see. I can't speak for all women, but women want to see a man that is going, going to somewhere. protect them, you know, uh, provide for them 
and support yeah. them. Right? So if you look in at in China, you probably can, you know, attest to this. If you see a man with a goal, with a focus, right? Focusing on something, want to achieve a goal, and he's like straight on determined to do that. What do you think about that man, right? You're like, man, this dude is serious. Like he he takes things seriously. He's like mature, right? And he he's goal oriented. Because who wants something Why that look good that's going nowhere? You know, mm-hmm. just because right. you might be fun right. for the time being. But a man would, I feel a man with no ambition is not a man, personally. I always exactly. want to know your there ambition. Once you have no ambition, you are worthless to me. I don't okay. care how much money you got in your bank account. There there we go, right? And I, I stumbled into Amy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she definitely was there for me. She she encouraged me every, because, man, I, I tell you all, I tell the listeners, there were some dark times mm-hmm. for me. There were times where I was like, I'm a loser, I don't go hang out with friends. Like, I can't do this. Like, all of my money. And at, at a certain amount of time, I was actually making some yeah. good money. And I'm like, D-, I'm like, you know, you know, man, like, I can't spend this money because it isn't mine. And I'm like, it isn't fair because I'm working so hard for this money and it's going to someone else. Mm-hmm. I could have immediately said, you know what? I'm done paying them. I paid them mm-hmm. enough. But she was there to tell me, like, you're almost done. She took my mindset of me not ever going to be able to pay this off to look you're almost done look you just made a five thousand dollar payment look you just knocked this down she's like you're almost done i mean i was at thirty seven thousand she'll tell me i'm almost done at 25 i'm like what are you talking about you know like what are you saying so she motivated me through the whole time so when i actually finished paying off my student loans uh i remember i was in i was in uh i was actually in sorry myrtle beach and i paid off my last student loan payment is on my instagram at d.horace h-o-r-a-c-e uh i paid off my last payment and i shared it with my followers and my community and i called her you know and i was i was i was crying because i was proud of myself and she was like you know i knew you could do it i knew you could do it and she was at home by herself at the time because i travel so much so she'll be at home you know, waiting for me to get there when I come back and she works as well. So I flew in, I, I took a red eye, flew in that night or that early morning. She was on the couch watching TV. She was like sleep on the couch, knocked out, right? Because I wasn't supposed to be home for yeah. another week. So I flew home and I came in the door. She's like, oh, half sleep, you know, sleep drunk. I like to call it sleep. And she, I proposed to her. That's that's Aww, a fact. That's sweet. Because she was there. Yeah. She was there through the down. whole journey, yeah. right? She was there motivating me. And I was like, if she's gonna do this, imagine what kind of mother, what kind, what imagine what kind mm-hmm. of wife, what kind of just imagine what kind of person she would be right. to the world. Right. Damn, that's beautiful. That that's that I don't need to go looking for anything else. I don't need to go right. looking for anything else. So now that I am on my way to wealth building. Right. And becoming wealthy in a sense of happiness, life and, and money is like I would rather do it with that person because she's going to motivate. She's going to continue to, motivate. you know, it's real. She's going to keep right. encouraging. You know, it's real because I feel like the more the higher you get, right. you always have to worry about are people really around me for me or are they around me for what I'm benefiting, what I can give them. Right. right. And that's why I think that that story was um, is beneficial and, and our listeners should hear it because we often. um run away from the people that's focused on a specific goal or a specific mm-hmm. um like they have their mind made up and we want to 
venture towards the people that's partying all week or every weekend or drinking out on the, at the bars or whatever the case instead of being at home building and maintaining building and being together. creative and and trying to maintain what they're what they've built so far um so that's why i thought that was um a significant thing to share so out of that did did she come up with what an, what an accomplishment or like like you know oh <laughs> uh, it's funny that you say that so so actually i I talk to myself a lot to motivate myself, right? Like, I'm like, you know, you the man, like, you know, people need to level up. Like, you got this. I do the same thing. You can can accomplish anything. You can accomplish anything, right? And I'm talking to myself. And she'll just sit there and hear me rambling on. She's like, this guy is crazy, (laughs) right? I I don't know what she's just like, okay, whatever. He does this every morning. So one day as a gift, she printed out the first accomplished. Uh It was a T that said what? It said accomplished. And then it was another T-shirt that said "Level Up," and then on the bottom it said "What an accomplishment," right? And I was, once again, I start crying like, yeah. "What the hell? Like she's yeah. amazing!" Like I'm like, she actually put my dream and made it right. physical. She actually took the movement because that's what what an accomplishment is. It's not a business; right. it's a movement, Same right? What an accomplishment is is a movement where. You know, we motivate, encourage, and um, motivate, encourage, and support one's accomplishments, no matter how big right. or small. That's the mission. So, if you graduated high school, you graduated college. What yeah. an accomplishment, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are able mm-hmm. to do that. If you paid off your your debt, what an accomplishment. If you have a job, what an right. accomplishment. If you went to work on time this week. Listen, I don't never do that. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So so you have to, you know, we live in a world where, especially with social media, right? You look at everybody else and like, look what they're doing, look what they're doing. Even when people hear my story, it's like, yeah, if I can never, I I can never do that. I can like like appreciate your wins. There's been many times where I'm like, I have to be better, I have to be faster, I have to be stronger, I have to be smarter than the next person. And Amy will look at me and be like, you've done so much you're already ahead like you're already doing great things like give yourself some props sometimes right so that actually like helped me to look at social media look at my surroundings and be like you know what you were able to come out tonight Mm -hmm. what an accomplishment you were able to eat what an accomplishment you were able to wake up today and fight and work hard and grind and hustle for another another day. What an that. accomplishment. I love that. Yeah. And for the record, I did not know that she even made that like that story was that's original on introspective insight. No, yeah, that's that's not like, no podcast. That's original no for intro- podcast. That's the first Yeah, and I did not know that. I just Well, you heard I'm, it here first. Yes. And uh, introspective insight. That's crazy. I did not know that. <laughs> that's crazy. It brought brought a tear to my eye hearing it. That's yo. That's why it's it's. I like. <laughs> but how that we ended attests that, to though. show you that when you get a woman, especially a good woman behind you, and even if you're a woman, once you get a good man behind, you know that person can really, especially if y'all meant to be together, that partner can help you build and bring things out of you that you didn't know and, and you even, had. Yeah, even that 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 aspect. So I'm the same way. I'm hard on myself all the time. Mm-hmm. So just having that that voice in the back of your head or on the left side of your right side of you saying like you've accomplished so much mm-hmm. s- to this point like give yourself that credit like give yourself the credit that right, you deserve right. so you can keep on moving I'm forward i'm the same that. way Dev. so um that's why I, right. I like how we ended that um we ended it on a 
very very positive note i mean the whole show was positive um if y'all need you know what any closing remarks uh where can we find you on social media or where can our listeners find you on social media and um also get in contact with you if they want some financial advice because just because he important organ don't mean he can't give you financial advice just so y'all know that's right that's right i have clients in new york city i have clients in texas chicago and also la so i'm doing pretty good so far with horace consulting um you can find me at uh at d dot horace that's the letter d uh dot h-o-r-a-c-e on instagram i am like heavily active on instagram also uh at d underscore two underscores horace on twitter you can also follow my youtube channel that's your free uh, advice for tips and tools on how to hand, manage your money. That's Devon Horace on YouTube, D E V O N H O R A C E on YouTube. And that's, that's about it. That's about it. Also, if you have any questions about finances and you will actually like to talk over your finances, you can email me at Devon D E V O N at consulting horse.com. I love it. I love it. Um, and this is just, the beginning of the Umoja. Mm. Umoja. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Unity. Ujama. Unity. Not Ujima, but Ujama series. Uh, Ujima. Ujama. I keep on saying that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, Ujama. I'm just tripping right now. That's uh, co- cooperative economics. That's what that means. And that's just the start of this series. And hopefully, Dev, can, um, we can we can work something out where we, we've talked about this off air in which we kind of come together and we talk about some co- cooperative economics uh, and also we get, he gives the update on what he's doing over there and also we can stay connected in the sense that he can we can work together yes, he can um, come visit us cooperating and with these econo- economics and we should see him uh, when he come to look at his uh, uh you know retail properties and all that bowling. stuff when he come through um, at the top of the year. But with that being said, Dev, we appreciate you for being on the thank show. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, thank Very you for having me. Thank for you coming so and sharing your knowledge and um, helping the community. Oh, wait. This whoa, is whoa. your way of giving back. But we ain't finished yet. Hold on. Those three words. Bagatelle. Pennyworth. Been thinking about them? Torporific. You know what? I was, ho- I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. Let me see. Let me see. I, I think I'm going to go for okay. Pennyworth. Let's see. Okay, so so finances is just a penny worth of your life. Okay. Makes sense. Mm. All right. I like that. What about Bagatelle? Something of little value or, or importance. I got a, I got an idea. So let's see if you can hit it. Bagatelle? Yeah, Bagatelle? Bagatelle? Okay. He says something of little worth or importance. importance. Them hoes you fucking with. Or importance. Okay. Um. Wow. This is, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. Okay. Oh. Your debt is a bagatelle to your okay. life. Mm. Okay. There you go. And then torporific. There you go. Causing sluggish inactivity or inertia. Being in debt is torporific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I like it. I, I like that. I like mm. that. Kind of. I would say comfortability is um tor- 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 torporific. Tor- oh, yeah, there, we like like torporific. there we go. Torporific. There we go. It is. Listen, it I ain't is. even gonna try torporific. Sounds like yeah. a torpedo when it in the. Pacific. All right, all right, no, because no. we don't need no. you to try yeah, to figure out what it is. <laughs> uh-uh. That's how. I, that's how. I all get right, words. Dev, we appreciate you being on the show again. 
Appreciate you for the tees. If y'all haven't already, oh wait, wait, wait. Where can we find the tees online? Because I know you sell them online, right? So where can we find the tees? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can actually, I will send you a link because the tees are yes. exclusive. I only, uh, I, I do charge twenty dollars for the t-shirts if you would like to, you know, support the movement. But the t-shirts are more so of a motivational yes. tool. So I actually send out a lot okay. of t-shirts for free rather than have people pay for them. So if you want to support the movement, uh, just DM me or send me a quick, you know, post tag on Instagram and I'll shoot you the link. Appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. So yeah, for real. this is Royal Flex the Brand's introspective insight talk show. Mm-hmm. I am King Dev Dope. This is Shannon with the shenanigans. And it's your girl, China. You already know, bring a new set of ears for next month. Goddamn Ooh, next, right. Next week. No, It's okay. Next week. It's so okay. I think that was my line. And that's why it was. I'm I'm that was different as hell. I like that. <laughs> Bring it to the ears for next week's show. I want to say it. You next say week. it at the end. I thought you only say it during the break. I I do, but you messed it up. And he's supposed to say, "I love you." Oh. Exactly. Okay, you can fix it though. No, we no, nah, we gonna leave it in there because I, yeah, like I like that. Yeah, I like that. This is organic. Just say I love you so I can end the show. I um, boom boom. This I, I I I love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh uh intro Tip inside. Hope you come back next week. You already know. Come back next week. This is Royal Flex the Brand's Introspective Insight. Don't forget about our UCARN account. Help us get out this basement. Come back next week.